Listen up, NBA fans. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app and sign up using code TBE. Select between two and six NBA players and choose if they'll have more or less of a stat. Track your picks and play against others for a shot at huge cash prizes. Download the DraftKings Pick 6 app now using code TBE and take on the competition with your best NBA player picks. Only on DraftKings Pick 6 with code TBE. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Valid only in states where DraftKings Pick 6 operates. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, please visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated, we're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, and stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Can you guys help me honor Pastor Nicole in that incredible word? Come on, you can do better than that. Who has ever preached from a tanning bed? If you've seen that before, don't clap. But if she just wrecked that word, can you please help me honor Pastor Nicole Crank for this incredible environment? We love you. We honor you. I'm so grateful for the gift of God on you. And I'm so honored that you and Pastor David would trust me to be here. It is such an honor to be here in West Palm Beach. It's my first time ministering here. And so I'm so grateful and thankful for the opportunity. And you guys know my husband's here, my daughter's here, my friend Shanice is here. So I brought my own amen corner, basically. Although I did see some woman evolve in the building. They was making all kinds of noise. They said, child. I'm excited about what God's going to do in this place. I don't believe that we are here by coincidence. I know without a shadow of a doubt that women in this season have been literally declared and proclaimed already in Joel that they're going to prophesy like never before. And I believe wholeheartedly in the gift of every woman in this room. And it is my prayer that God would simply speak. 
that it doesn't have to be cute and fancy and eloquent, but if the Spirit of God would fall in this place, I'm crazy enough to believe that strongholds would come down. I'm crazy enough to believe that chains would be broken. I'm crazy enough to believe that businesses would be birthed. I'm crazy enough to believe that books would be published. I don't need but one or two of you to go there with me. I'm a church girl. I go there all by myself, baby. Ask about me. I know that God's going to do something. I just want to share very quickly what God has given me to say. I'm going to read from Luke 18. At my church, we stand for the reading of the word. I don't know what you do in your space, but if you want to make me feel at home. Okay. Luke 18. (laughs) Verse 1. I'm reading from the New King James Version. And my text says, then he spoke a parable to them, this hymn is Jesus, that men always ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God nor regard man. Now there was a widow in that city, and she came to him saying, get justice for me and my adversary. And he would not for a while, but afterward he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, this woman won't leave me alone, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said, and shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? I want to speak from this subject, nothing left to lose. Nothing left to lose. Spirit of the living God, fall in this place as only you can do. God, you know every household, every situation, every burden, every business, every book in this room. And God, you know the way that all things are going to work together for our good. So God, I turn this moment over to you. I just want to flow with you. I don't want to have all of my notes, but not hear from you. I don't want to read these bullet points, but not hear from you. God, if you don't sit in this room, we gathered in vain. But if you sit in this room, I'm crazy enough to believe that there will be overflow for generations to come. That our great grandchildren will benefit from what takes place in this room so speak oh great God that you are have your way in this place and let there be no room for nerves anxiety distractions or any of those things the enemy sends when he tries to keep us from becoming the best version of ourselves in Jesus name amen amen now you guys can get seated and be comfortable One of my favorite women in the Bible, and everyone who listens to Woman Evolve knows this, my favorite woman in the Bible is Eve, which she doesn't get a lot of love. And I can understand that because Eve really, she she messed things up for us. And um, when I was kind of just really deciding to give my 
life to the Lord fully, I thought to myself, I said, I just wonder if Jesus will let me be petty in heaven for just a second. I don't know the rules, but I would like to talk to Eve and I would like to understand, was the fruit that good? Because there are some things that happen to us as a result of you having to eat from that tree. Do you hear me? I know for a matter of a fact that I was born with a six pack, but iniquity that she allowed to let enter this world. Now I have on Spanx and I don't know that God wanted that for me until she ate from that fruit. And I just wanted to talk to her a little bit about that in heaven. But, um, God did reveal to me that you can't be petty in heaven. So if you guys had some people you needed to talk to, can't do it in heaven. You got to have forgiveness, allegedly, and grace for people, <laughs> things of that nature. So I walked this thing out, and Eve actually became my favorite woman in the Bible because God told me that, like, of all the women in the Bible, that I was more like Eve than any of them. I was like, What? <laughs> Yeah, he was like, yeah, because you know how Eve knew better but didn't do better? I was like, oh, I see, what you're, I see what you're saying there. So this notion I had of Eve and her having lost everything, I really had to reassess and I had to look at differently because now I understood what it was like to be Eve. And when I was reading this scripture about Eve and her plight, there was something that stood out to me in Genesis 3 and 15, and that is when God is giving the curse to the serpent, and he says to the serpent that I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman. He says, I'm going to put enmity between you and the woman. Her seed is going to bruise your head, but your seed is going to bruise her heel. And it was in the moment that I was studying it with this new compassion for Eve that I realized that God gave her a promise in the midst of the most painful moment of her life. And that promise, simply put, was that if she could see past what happened to her in that moment, if she could see past her pain and her shame and her disappointment and still produce seed after what she had gone through, that her seed had enough power in it to bruise the head of the serpent. And what that revealed to me is that even though she'd messed up and even though he'd got a lick in on her, even though he bruised her heel, that he couldn't take her out of the game because God said that bruised heels still crush serpents' heads. And there was something about a woman who knew how to walk with the limp. There was something about a woman who understood that you may have got a lick on me, but you haven't had the final say. That when my God gets finished with my testimony, that I'm going to produce something with with this bruised heel that crushes the head of the serpent. And so, what I love about Eve now is that she had nothing left to lose. Yeah. And that moment in the scripture, it almost would have been better had the serpent taken her out of the game completely. But he left her with nothing left to lose. And because she had nothing left to lose, she was willing to produce like someone who had nothing to lose.
There's something that loss teaches you. It either makes you play it safe and never put yourself out there again. Or it makes you say to yourself, I'm as down and out as I can be already. I'm as depressed as I can be already. I might as well go ahead and apply to school. I might as well go ahead and write the book because I don't have nothing left to lose. You better be careful when a woman starts to feel like she's got nothing left to lose because she starts getting creative when she's got nothing left to lose. You should have never took my child away from me. You should have never took the job away from me because now I feel like I got nothing left to lose. And when I feel like I got nothing left to lose, I fight a little differently. I fight like you can't take me out the game. I fight like my best shot could take you out at any moment. You messed around and made me believe that I could survive after the pain. Now I don't have nothing left to lose. Anyone who knows me knows that cooking is one of my favorite things to do. I've been doing it since I was a little girl, and to this day, you can find me in the kitchen serving head chef energy. However, when I'm short on time, I can always count on Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, to deliver fresh, never-frozen meals that arrive ready to heat, eat, and enjoy in just minutes. One of my favorite Protein Plus menu items is the Peruvian-style chicken with red pepper cauliflower and broccoli. Their ready-made meals are where convenience meets culinary excellence. And since it's the most wonderful time of the year, Factor is here to make your holiday hosting stress-free. Treat your guests to high-quality, chef-crafted, delicious meals that support a healthy lifestyle and meet everyone's meal preferences. This December, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle of shopping for food while tackling all of the other holiday to-dos. Simply choose your meals online and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered right to your doorstep and prepared in just minutes. It's a time-saving solution that means more time with the people you love. As a loyal listener, I urge you to head to factormeals.com slash evolve50 and use code evolve50 to get 50% off. That's code evolve50 at factormeals.com slash evolve50 to get 50% off. So Eve has nothing left to lose. She has nothing but what God promised her and nothing to lose. All I have is what God promised me. And God promised me if I produce seed, that my seed would crush the head of the very thing that tried to take me out. That's a word for somebody. I feel that prophetically. I don't know what God has told you to do, but I hear God saying, if you would dare produce that seed, that it's going to crush the head of the very thing that tried to take you out. That's a generational curse. I don't know who you are, but God has been telling you, just push, baby. Just get that seed and water it. Just get that seed and believe in it. Just push it out so your daughter doesn't have to deal with that same serpent. So your cousins don't have to deal with that same serpent. It bruised your heel for a reason, because you were the only one who would turn around and lift up your heel and say because of everything you did to me you'll never touch another woman in my family again you'll never touch another business in my family again you should have crushed my head but all you did was bruise my heel
So Eve starts producing. Because that's what God said would bruise the head of the serpent. But the first thing she produces doesn't look like what God said. Because um, Cain and Abel... God, you said that if I produce seed, that my seed would bruise the head of the enemy, not that my seed would self-sabotage and disappear. But isn't it crazy how God promises us something, but he makes us wait for it to be manifested? Because there's something about who we become in the waiting season that determines whether or not we'll fully recognize the promise when it shows up. God, you got to help me say this thing the way that I feel it. See, she was committed to what God said, not the outcome of what it was going to be. All God told her to do was produce seed. So if my first seed doesn't look like what God said, there must be another seed that's down on the inside of me. And it takes a crazy kind of woman to keep producing seed when the seed doesn't look like what God said. But because Eve kept producing seed because God told me the promise was connected to my seed. God didn't tell me the promise was connected to the first time. He didn't tell me the promise was connected to the second time. All he told me to do was produce. So yes, I'm going at it again in spite of the fact that I failed the first time because God told me the promise was connected to the seed. God told me that my child was going to be saved. So yes, I'm going down to the juvenile detention center because he told Told me that that seed was going to come out on the other side. Yes, I am applying for another job after all that I went through because God told me I wish I had some people in this room who didn't quit just because it didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. I came here to tell West Palm Beach, you got another seed down in you. You got something else to throw at the enemy. You got another fight down on the inside of you. Y'all going to make me kick my shoes off, but I hear God saying there's another seed down on the inside of you and I came here to call it forth I came here to shine a light on that seed I came here to water that seed God put in you it's still some seed in you it's still some seed in you. Now is not the time to sit back and relax. Now is not the time to quit and throw in the towel. There's still some seed down on the inside of you. Wipe your tears, baby girl. Square your shoulders, baby. They about to ring the bell. And somebody got to get in this ring with me. Somebody got to fight a devil with me. I was praying and I heard God say, there's a new level of glory coming to West Palm Beach. I was praying and I heard God say, that the glory is going to come through women. I heard God saying that oppression is about to break off of women like never before. I heard God saying there's a glass ceiling that's going to be shattered and I'm going to do it with a few thousand women who gather in a high school on a Friday night. I could have been anywhere. I could have done anything, but I brought my hips in here. 
because God's got a word for me. God placed seed in me and it must come forth. So Eve, not even supposed to be preaching Eve, but here we are. So Eve gives birth to Seth. And Seth is not actually the seed that will bruise the head of the serpent. But he is the seed that sets in motion the coming of the Messiah. So anytime the enemy would ever try and talk to Eve about how what God promised her didn't actually come manifested, Eve was able to tell him, it may have not been manifested, but I for dang sure set it in motion. Some of you may not live to see that generational blessing of billionaires in your family. You may not see the family become millionaires, but you will dang sure set that thing in motion. I know I'm working at Target right now, but I'm doing it so that my great-grandchild can own a Target next time. I set that thing in motion. I gave my life to God and I set something in motion. I started a business, it didn't work, but I got back in the game because I'm trying to set something in motion. I want to set it in motion. I want to set healing in motion. I want to set wholeness in motion. I want to set financial stability in motion. God, you don't have to do it in my lifetime. God, just let me set it in motion. God, just let me do something that changes everything about my family, that changes everything about my generation. I came to set something in motion in West Palm Beach. I came to let the glory fall in West Palm Beach. There are some things that must come out of you. It must come forth. Set it in motion. You're never too old. You're never too young. You're never too broke. You're never too rich. You can set it in motion right now. I came to make hell mad. Hell, you may have bruised my heel, but I swear before God, I'ma set something in motion that changes how you see women, that changes how you see teen moms. Set it in motion, set it in motion, set it in motion, Sean Conference, set it in motion, West Palm Beach. Go on and get that therapy. Go on and check into rehab. Go on and start that business. Why? You got something to set in motion. You got something that God wants to shine a light on. Set that thing. God told the serpent your greatest enemy is not going to be the beast or the cattle it's not going to be the fact that I am going to make you slither on the ground 
your greatest enemy is going to be a woman your greatest enemy is going to be a woman your greatest threat is going to be a woman because if i can get a hold of a woman i can change everything connected to her and that's why the devil has been coming at your throat and that's why the enemy has been coming for your self-esteem because if he can take you out he can take everything connected to you out but if god will raise you up he will raise up everything connected to you I'm gonna do it through a woman I'm gonna do it through a woman your greatest adversary is gonna be a woman I know she got pregnant at 13 just wait for her I know she was strung out on drugs just wait for her I know she went through the divorce just wait for her I know she had the abortions just wait for her just wait for her just wait for her just wait for her I hear God saying the waiting season is over it's time for you to come out of the shadow God don't care about all of that. He doesn't care about your rap sheet. He doesn't care about your history. He doesn't care about how many you slept with. He doesn't care what he looked like or she looked like. God says, I'm bigger than that. I'm greater than that. I got something that'll supersede all of that. I want to show you what I saw all along. I want to show you what I saw when your daddy didn't see it, when your mother couldn't see it. I called you fearfully and wonderfully made. I called you beautiful. I called you anointed. I sanctified you. I set you apart. That's why they had to walk away. I was setting you apart. give you 15 seconds to let a devil know somewhere that I'm not the same person that walked in this room I came in limping I'm walking out flying I came in broken I'm walking out empowered get off of my family get off of my mind get off of my business greatest threat I'm your biggest enemy that's me hell that's me hell you talking to a boss you talking to somebody who God saved you talking to somebody God delivered I'm the one This holiday season, give the gift of freshness with Lumi deodorant, the perfect stocking stuffer for everyone on your gift list that will leave them feeling confident from head to toe. 
I've heard that on Amazon, Lumi is one of the most wished for personal care products. So clearly, gifting Lumi isn't just giving a deodorant, it's giving a product that will not disappoint. Now, you're probably wondering what makes Lumi unique and different from any other deodorant. So let me spill the tea. It was created by an OBGYN, it stops odor before it even starts, and is the first clinically proven whole body deodorant of its kind. Let me be the first to say that when I first heard about this product, I couldn't believe it. So I decided to put Lumi to the test. It would be the lavender, sage, invisible cream deodorant stick and the cool cucumber deodorant wipes that won me over. I like that the deodorant doesn't stick, doesn't stain my clothes, and it smells amazing. Plus, the deodorant wipes are the perfect way to remove sweat and odor while nourishing the skin. Lumi is the gift that keeps on giving. And if you're in need of a recommendation, Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code EVOLVE at LumiPodcast. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit LumiPodcast.com and use code EVOLVE. I'm going to just tell you the point of my text. When, um, When Jesus is trying to teach the disciples to pray, The only analogy he can use is a widow woman. It's so powerful because a widow woman shouldn't even be talking to a judge. Her son should speak on her behalf culturally. She should have a husband. She should have someone to go before the judge on her behalf. But she lost all of that. And now she's got a case in front of a judge And she can't afford to lose anything less. She said, I can't lose anything else. I already lost my husband. I don't have a son to cover me. I don't have nothing left to lose. And so she took herself down to that judge who wasn't afraid of God and didn't care about men. And she bothered him over and over again until he made a decision that turned in her favor. I came here to let somebody know that you think that you don't have nothing left to lose and you're right, baby, because you can't afford to let the enemy have your mind for another day. You can't afford to let hell get mad at you. Not another day. You don't have nothing left to lose. You don't have another fight anywhere that you can afford to lose. And so the woman makes a decision that I'm going to keep bothering this judge until he rules in my favor. Jesus says, pray to God the way she bothered the judge. Start praying like you think your prayers may get on God's nerves. Start praying until heaven starts moving things in your favor. And I'm going to tell you what to pray. Don't pray for a check. 
Don't pray for a job. I know you need all of those things. Don't pray for it. Pray that his kingdom will come. Because if his kingdom... If his kingdom comes, no darkness in hell can stand up against his kingdom. Lord, let your kingdom come to my marriage. Lord, let your kingdom come to my business. Lord, let your kingdom come to my child. I'm tired of going up and down at this school. Let your kingdom... Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come to West Palm Beach. Your kingdom come to the criminal justice system. Your kingdom, your kingdom, your kingdom. We tried man's kingdom, it failed us. I tried my kingdom, it fell apart. But God, if your kingdom will come, no weapon formed against your kingdom can prosper. All things that work in your kingdom work together for my good. God, let your kingdom come. Let your kingdom I've been praying for things. I should have been praying for the kingdom to come. Depression isn't in the kingdom. Suicide isn't in the kingdom. There is no poverty in the kingdom. There is no check to check in the kingdom. There is no divorce in the kingdom. There is no brokenness in the kingdom. I came to establish the kingdom in West Palm Beach. God brought you here because he thought you could establish some kingdom in your family. He put you on the job because he thought the job needed some kingdom. He thought your church needed some more kingdom. I'm a king's kid and anywhere I go the kingdom will be established it could be in Hollywood the kingdom will be there it could be in Target when I stepped on the scene the kingdom just came into the room the kingdom is a part of who I am and we need the kingdom we need the kingdom to come because when the kingdom comes, darkness has to flee. And there is something about praying for the kingdom to come, like you have nothing left to lose. Can you imagine praying so much that the kingdom would come? That it even threatened that you thought I'm probably getting on God's nerves asking him for the kingdom to come. But every time I ask him for the kingdom to come, doors start opening on my behalf. Every time I ask him for the kingdom to come, people start asking me how they can sow into my vision. When the kingdom comes, the kingdom brings provision. I need the kingdom to come. Oh God, that's all I've been looking for is the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. The kingdom is coming. The kingdom is coming, 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 the kingdom is coming. I gotta get baptized in this spirit. I gotta get baptized my whole household because the kingdom is coming, the kingdom is coming. And the kingdom changes everything. Should have lost my mind. I should have been locked up somewhere, but somebody prayed the kingdom would come. 
Somebody prayed the kingdom would come and that's why this church is here. Somebody prayed that the kingdom would come and that's why you're there in that position. Don't get tired. Don't get weary. Don't give up now. You are the only glimpse of the kingdom that they may see. And if you don't let your light shine, there may not be a light. But if you would dare to let your light shine in spite of all the hell you've been through, in spite of all the darkness you face, girl, how you still got light after all you've been through. The kingdom came to me. The kingdom is my light. The kingdom is my power. The kingdom is my strength. And I'm praying for the kingdom to come every day. God, change what I see until it looks like what you need. I want what I see in myself to look like what you need. I want what I see in my child to look like what you need in the earth. Because I'm tired of ISIS and I'm tired of gun violence and I'm tired of wondering when the next shootout is going to be. So God, if you need somebody to establish the kingdom, God, let it start with me. God, if you need somebody to end poverty, let it start with me. If you need somebody to change the industry, let it start with me. I'll do it from the trunk of my car if I have to. I'll do it from my living room if I have to. I don't need a million dollars to get started. I only need a word. All Eve got was a word. Eve got that word and she set something in motion. If this is your word, make some noise. in this moment is going to overflow over your house the presence of God is in this place if you don't need nothing from him then you can stay seated but if you need something from God I want you to start worshiping in this place like you got nothing left to lose you can be tricked into believing this is a high school if you want to but this is the kingdom of heaven touching down on this earth and i want to give you 10 seconds to let god know you sent the right word to the right woman i'm gonna do something with this word that eyes haven't seen that ears haven't 
been heard. No one in my family's ever done it like this before. No one in my heart has ever done it like this before. Make a request from your God in this atmosphere. It happens in heaven before it touches the earth. It happens in heaven before it touches the earth. It's happening in heaven. Your praises are letting heaven know I'm ready for it to touch the earth. I was sitting down silent. I was just about to accept that I had to be depressed. I was just about ready to accept that this had to be my story. But I just got a word from heaven that changed my mind. I got a word from heaven that changed my destiny. I got a word from heaven that changed my perspective. You're talking to me, you're talking to me, you're talking to my house, you're talking to my marriage, you're talking to my family. Before they turn the lights off and we transition out of this place, God, I will not leave this atmosphere without making it known that you are talking to me. You're not talking to my neighbor, you're talking to me. You're not talking to my cousin, you're talking to me. You're talking to my brokenness, you're talking to my pain. God, I need you. I need your kingdom to come. For every woman represented in this room, for every household represented in this room, God, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm asking you for the only thing. I'm not just gonna ask you for any old thing. I'm going to ask you for the only thing that can break depression off of my mind. I'm going to ask you for the only thing that can go ahead of me and make my crooked path straight. There is only one thing. There is only one thing that I desire. That is what I'm seeking after. Lord, I want to dwell. I want to dwell in your house. I want my house to look like your house. I want my heart to look like your heart. I want my business to look like your business. I want my mind to look like your mind. Break shame off of me. Break depression off of me. Break this stronghold off of my mind until everything that I have looks like you. I want my marriage to look like your marriage. I want my love to look like your love. I want my children to look like your children. God, I need something from you that money can't buy. I need something from you that relationships can't give. I need something from the King of Kings. I need something from the Lord of hosts. So Father, I'm asking that the glory we experience in this moment would be our new normal. That we will not settle 
for anything less than this level of glory. God, everything I look at ought to remind me of this glory. And if it doesn't look like this, then take it away. Because I don't want to need anything that doesn't look like you. And I don't want to be addicted to anything that doesn't look like you. I break the spirit of addiction right now in the name of Jesus. The kingdom is coming for addiction. The kingdom is coming for that abusive marriage. The kingdom is coming for that toxic behavior. I bind it. I rebuke it right now in the name of Jesus. Hell, you have no place here. I put a stake in the ground. This is the kingdom of heaven. And everybody in here is on the king's territory give us the power the power we need to become desperate for you and to not settle for anything less than you God I believe right now in this moment that you can break soul ties God, I believe in this moment that you can break guilt. God, I believe in this moment that you can break shame. God, I believe in this moment that you could break memories that the enemy has been using to bind us up for years. I feel the presence of God in this place. I don't know who you are in this room, but I came here to tell you that the enemy picked a battle with the wrong woman, that he didn't know that she was gonna survive long enough to get in this moment bruised heels still crushed serpents heads i wish i had some women who knew about walking with a limp and god when you break this thing god don't just break it off of me Break it off of everything connected to me. I came here to break my mama's generational curse. I came here to break my great-granddaughter's generational curse. Y'all about to make me get gangster in here. I came here to break something off of my family that they will never have to face again. I came here to break something my mama couldn't break. My daddy couldn't break it. But God, you sent me to break it off of your life. devil that this family faces that'll be the last devil that this household faces I'm glad I was the one who went through the divorce because that'll be the last devil that this family faces I'm glad I'm the one that went through the struggle because that'll be the last devil Let your kingdom come. And let it be established for generations to come. And may we overcome, oh God, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And our testimony will be, I didn't earn it. Lord knows I didn't deserve it. 
but your love found a way anyway and your love got so good to me that I let it touch every part of me and that love changed me that love put me on fire for you and now everywhere I go I establish the kingdom because the kingdom has been established in me I want to challenge you friends to pray every single day like you got nothing to lose and like the kingdom's got to come I want the kingdom to come on my watch you don't have to do it next week the kingdom can come right here I want you to start walking through your house pleading the blood of Jesus God let your kingdom come to this apartment let your kingdom come to this child let your kingdom come to this job I'm whispering it all under my breath I look crazy but I'm not crazy I'm like Hannah I'm praying that your kingdom will come and the word says that he is faithful to deliver so when you pray for the kingdom to come get ready for the kingdom to radically change your life and everything you know about yourself You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience. And stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm John O'Brien, host of Money and Wealth on the Black Effect Podcast Network. I'm an entrepreneur and a businessman. Now, every Thursday, my newest venture is educating you on how to win financially. Even better... I'm going to teach it in a way that, well, you can understand. I'm going to meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. We all might have different starting points and end goals, but as long as we have the desire to acquire financial freedom, it can be done. Listen to Money and Wealth with John Hope Bryant every Thursday on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.